Okay, so I'm recording. Now? Yeah. Cross this threshold of getting married, and you find out what it really means to be married. <laughs> We're answering Tyler Perry's play. Why did I get married? Why did I get married? And am I staying married? What does marriage mean? We we hope to to help someone. Millennial women, married women, not just a married woman, but like an engaged woman, married men, definitely. But we're gonna talk about some of these topics and some tips, and communication, finances, finances, and sex. So I'm Rekina Lucky. That's <laughs> this is a good point. I'm Megan <laughs> Kelly, and we are the Band of Ease. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Band of Ease. Hello, hello. We're so happy for you to join us today. Today, on this episode, we're going to be discussing whatever we want. But But we're going to start around the topic of sex and sex in marriage, the marriage bed. That part. We're not going to be wild. We're not going to be deep. We just going to be us. That so part. roll with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We're going to have this conversation. <laughs> We're not letting you into our sex bed, by the way. So no. That's no, no. Over, that's not what we're giving. You've come but to the wrong place. we will be able to share some things that we learned um, that maybe you could use and try out in your marriage. Everything, you know, oh, different strokes for different <laughs> So on and so on and scooby dooby doo And, you know, <laughs> if you feel uncomfortable with anything shared, feel free to consult with a trusted party or your pastor. I'm not sure who to recommend. But, not um, us, though. Not, not us. us though. Here we go. <laughs> because, all right. This is my rules for the marriage bed. There are no rules except, okay, let me get in on this real wait, quick. Let me I just, was like, wait a minute, what? Wait, like, let me weigh in on when, when, when me and Rakina referred to the marriage bed, we were referring to a unit of maximum of two people. <laughs> it's going to be a husband and it's going to be a wife. And there's no additional parties, okay? So we are not no speaking intended. of any new age situation. We're not speaking of swinging and openness. And there ain't no judgment here, but that's not the platform that we are here to represent. We're representing a monogamous marriage because if one of us huh. step out uh-huh. of our relationship, uh-huh. Any spouse within the relationship, we don't have some problems. Okay, so we talking about one on one, one on one. Yeah, uno, uno, uno. Create those. So, are um, there any rules, Rakina, that you like generally try to follow? I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I try go. to meet a certain number a week of how many times okay. I am intimate with my spouse. Okay. Now, for somebody, now let me tell you what real goals would be. Goals <laughs> is every day, right? That right. mean, like, I try to think, I read this meme before and it just cracked me up and it said, it was inappropriate, but it was hilarious. It said, <laughs> what my girl don't know is that every time she do it with me, I put away, uh, he said a dollar, like $5, something low. <laughs> and he said, and I'm going to buy her gift, her birthday gift or her Christmas gift with the money that she earned. <laughs> that said, she, she earned. Know. I cannot. She put in a t shirt. I cannot. (laughs) And it just cracked me up. It just really made me laugh. And it made me think if I was getting a dollar for every time I came 
I Girl. initiated. I, you know, mm-hmm. how, what, what would so I get? <laughs> You've been on home quarantine, okay? You could be out here getting down payments on houses. Honey. Honey. <laughs> but or or t-shirts. <laughs> or t-shirts. Well, can I get the custom print though? Can I get the custom? I'm saying. Can I get enough to get the order for the custom? (laughs) And not the one from like the swap meet down the street, like. Right, and that's (laughs) why I don't know why that little joke sticks with me in the back of my head, as if I'm like ordering some little coins. Mm -hmm. Like, how much coins am I depositing into the bank? Right. Right, right. For your gift, you gonna earn. For my gift, you <laughs> don't know nothing about this, but this my gift in my head, right? How right. much am I earning? Um, but I do try to keep a minimum per week, and sometimes I don't mm-hmm. hit it, and my minimum is not high. <laughs> and right, I don't hit but it. still, and it's like I like to quantitate it. Because it lets me know when I'm falling short. Instead, say I'm too busy or I don't feel well. Um, and these things are true. And if it happens, it's, it happens. It's not um, any stringent rubric or punishment or anything right. like that. But it's right. just for myself so that, you know, anything else I do, if I work out and I have a goal with that or a hair routine, you know, everything mm-hmm. else in my life has a schedule or how often I need to do something, how often I need to get right. my hair, my nails, done, how often I go to church, right. how often I participate in other things or read or whatever it is I'm doing to kind of enrich that part. I don't want my sex life to be something that has no rubric. And it's like, well, it happens when it happens. It doesn't when it doesn't. You know, I like mm-hmm. to try to make sure that I still meet a certain level of right. mi- a minimum. <laughs> right. Just just give me give me those, those, those minimum days. And I got you. Yeah, I hear right. you. I hear you right. for sure. I don't know that I have any, like, rules per se, other than the first one that you mentioned, like, Sex is between us. Like <laughs> we're not. I'm not gonna bring anybody else in here, and you for surely, dear sir, are not gonna bring anybody else in here. Um, but I do yeah. try and keep in mind like location mm. to like switch <laughs> to like switch it up. And, um, I can't. <laughs> She's really sipping water right now. Oh, uh, look like tea. Um, just to, no, I mean, cause when I tried to figure up, when I tried to figure out like, um, number of times and stuff, like sometimes that, that really works well. Right. And then other times it just doesn't. Um, and I don't know if it's. What are some of the reasons that it doesn't? I mean, work is one, like. I may really want to, and you may be in the middle of a meeting. That just can't, you know, can't happen. Um, don't you look at me like that. Okay. It's video meetings, okay? <laughs> It'd be different if you, you ain't got to turn. You turn the meeting, and if you need to, you can turn the camera off. No, please. You can't turn the camera off. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, it's that. There's also, um, when we before we got married, I guess I didn't realize that like life will impact your sex life oh my and God. it doesn't have to be in in a negative way it doesn't have to be but it does like and it's not even you trying to have it impacted it just happens like you'll you'll be like but when I feel like okay when I before we entered into the sanctity of the covenant right <laughs> before we started living right it's right. <laughs> if you could see my hand movements, it right. seems like I would have. It seemed like sex happened every time I saw him. Right. Like literally every time I saw him, to where I was like, "This is what marriage is gonna be like." But we'll be under the covenant. I thought but so like, too. yeah. 
we'll deal with that later because we shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. No, but, but I, <laughs> I, I thought, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that would be the case. And then it's like experience before you think is going to be your experience after. Right. We're not supposed to have experience before, which right. might actually improve your experience after. <laughs> Um, but it could also hinder it too and then let's not talk well let's talk about soul ties too oh yeah we because that can we did we did but that like all of that plays a role in it and I wasn't thinking about any of that yeah you know before we got married so before I think I really struggled with the idea in my mind and as a woman you let me speak for myself. I felt that I had um, not a whole lot of control over when I would get married. I was never a person who didn't want to be married. I wanted to be married. I actually wanted to be married as a child. I knew that right. I wanted to be married. Right. Um, I have a family and so forth. But it was the idea that I struggled with and, and just not being where I'm supposed to be, basically. But in that time where I was, I struggled with the idea that I don't know when I'm going to get married and therefore I don't know when I'm going to be able to partake in these activities. So I partake early. But now being on the other side, you know how they say hindsight 2020 and thank God I even made it here safely. Um, Right. Right. Like that's, that's, I have, witness different scenarios um and I'm not above it it could have happened to me and right. I definitely feel blessed that my situation is my situation um right. but that doesn't take away from even now I can see how much more fruitful um that part of my marriage could be had I honored it further in that way before we were ever together, just in honoring right. yourself, really. Right, right, right. And you bring that into your marriage. It's not even necessarily like, oh, I'm honoring my marriage and I'm saving myself for him. Yes, that's a thing. But you're also saving yourself for you. <laughs> and right. you don't get that right away. My thought was that I was um, not having sex when I wasn't, for this other person that I don't know. And so the focus was right. on the person and not understanding what my benefits were. Right, right. And that's so important because even just as women in general, that's what, well, let me speak for myself now, like I feel like I'm always putting someone else's needs before my own. Yeah. And it's, it's in some ways instinctual, right? But um, when we got, right before we got engaged, um, I was convicted. And like, so, oh my God, it was so bad. Like I started having panic attacks. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we stopped having sex. Mm -hmm. And the the effect that it had... um, was what lasting convicted in the beginning I didn't know but I realized that every time um that we had sex I'll have a panic attack and you didn't connect that that was why that was happening not what in the beginning that made you <laughs> do you remember yes like... Dr. Kelly no I'm just, um, I, I no that I know I know it wasn't, um, I think I told you this before, I think we've said it on a previous episode, but that cow in the milk analogy is always something that stuck with me. And when I realized that like we had been together for some years, it hit me like all of a sudden it was just like, well, what, what's going to, like, what, what am I, what's going to keep him here? Like, there's nothing because you're really... Because I've given him everything. And that was so, um, it was so, um, it was like, it stuck to me on such a deep level. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was a sermon or what, but after that moment, 
it changed everything. And it was a feeling that I couldn't express. And that's how it expressed itself. It expressed itself in panic attacks. And if you've ever had a panic attack, those things are not fun Mm -hmm. at all. And so after, oh, honey, shortness of breath, rapid heart movement um, or heart beating, um, like sweats. It was it was horrible. Um, And, you know, he had never experienced anything like this. So he's like, you know, you good. You all right. You (laughs) like. I'm saying and so but it it did um it was my conviction it wasn't our conviction right so just even that was scary like sharing with him like yeah so I know I know what we've been doing but here's why I can't do it anymore right you know well, obviously, I mean, now, but at the well, time. now, but in the moment, it was, it Makes was, I think, shell shocking for him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because like I said, he'd never done it before. And then you also have like, you know, other people in his ear like, oh, it's not real. She's just telling you this so that, um, you know, she's playing a game and see how far you'll take it or um, like basically undermining prop my my conviction and saying that's not real those don't really happen like you don't know you weren't there bro like you can't speak for me right and like I'm not the type of person to sit here and be like let what game can we play with him this week like <laughs> no <laughs> you know like, what I think a lot of guys would probably think like she playing a game with me she trying to get like she trying to control me Right. And no, not at all. That was not the case at all. Like it was, um, it was a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Like there were moments where, especially since you've already had sex with each other, Mm, like if you're already infatuated with somebody or if you're already like, um, it's one thing if you're just like, before you've had sex, right? And so there's just all this heightened sexual energy, this heightened right. sexual tension. But then if you already had sex with that person and had a good experience, right. <laughs> you're like, okay, I could do this. But something that's but, very um, important is one, how how I, and I, I hear that I feel like we shared this in that, um, and I know in our other conversations that we share this, And I feel like a lot of women can relate to this, the idea that if you don't have sex, um, how are you going to actually establish your relationship, right? Right. Um, And the idea that sex will keep him and keep him around. And what's funny is we don't want to keep people around and keep people around longer. We want the full commitment. Yet we're actually... um, going about it in a way the wrong way and it's it's just interesting the way we use sex obviously for the physical benefit but also the emotional ties that it creates in a way that is not consistent with what we actually want the outcome to be um yeah you're gonna feel closer um Yes, you're probably actually for I would say you're more likely to probably deal with things that you might not have dealt with um, outside. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. With that person. (laughs) I do think intimacy involves sex, but isn't all sex. So Um, but yeah, outside of a sexual relationship, you end up dealing with things that you wouldn't have dealt with. Um, A whole Mm -hmm. bunch of things of the way we do sex. I'm not even going to like go and harp on it. because, you know, people have their beliefs, but I definitely, for myself, know the way that I, um, I don't want to say I use sex, but in my nature and in my flesh, I definitely um, anticipated that a certain behavior would render, oh, we're going to be together. Like, I'm already seeing this person as my husband. Right, and not right. Became. 
Um, right. And I right. can't speak for the man, but I don't think that he necessarily saw it that way. Like, oh, because, you know, this happens, it's going down. Like, he might have no. felt with me, but that's it. Um, that's completely it. And I feel like there's some, there's some women that I've interacted with that if I had done just a fourth, a fourth of what he did to her, we would no longer be friends. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's like because that because sex is involved, you negate all of that rational thought that's coming to you and that's telling you like, maybe this isn't a good idea for me or maybe we're not a good fit for each other. Women are more capable of forgiving men for um hundred percent. And you ain't even finished, but yes. Basically, <laughs> like if a man stepped out, like she might think about like what are they gonna do? If a woman steps out, it's over. Like a man cannot get over it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't necessarily think that's true. I'm just saying that I haven't experienced that. I couldn't deal with it, and I'm a woman. Or I think right. I couldn't, <laughs> and I'm a woman. Right. Um, but I don't think I couldn't deal with it because of not being able to get over it. I think I would drive him crazy, and then he'd leave mm. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, like you. Where <laughs> Where's she at? She under the chair, you know? Like, he's going to be like, she's crazy. I'll be like, yeah, I'm crazy. And we're gonna but be then like, I feel like, like you. Because I'll never be the same. But I feel like that craziness comes from his action. Like, we're quick to say, oh, she crazy or, oh, you know, she on one. But if you're doing things that are make, like, if you've stepped out on her, then, of course, she's going to feel like, okay, is she in the bathroom? Is she under the table? Is she under the bed? Is she did Like, you've had an experience that makes her be, that makes her have to, if she can't feel like she can trust you, then of course she's going to feel like, you know, of course she's going to feel like, like that. And then, especially if you're trying to keep the relationship. Now she starts the relationship like this. That's that's something different that you might want to, you know, think about. Um, (laughs) Research. I've seen, let me not go down this whole path of, before mm-hmm. let's, let's get on the after now we married, on the after right? mm-hmm. get over here <laughs> um mr and mrs i feel like I in marriage there's a level of there's a level of communication of sex that's not necessarily to me involved before you get married oh my god talk to me about that talk to me about communicating about sex because i'm gonna be I'm going to be very upfront. <laughs> I have a hard time communicating about sex. And the reason that I do is because I never have. And I shy mm. away from talking about outside of like communicating about sex during sex or something like that, right? Like technically right. you're talking about sex, but I mean actual communication on what our expectations, what we'd like to see, where can we improve? Like, I don't know how you logistically communicate about sex, if you can't tell, because I actually shy away from it. No, I do too. I don't, like the whole logistics really? of it, I'm like, seriously, because to me, I don't think we have, you know I don't like to talk, Megan, you know I don't like to talk. Why are we talking? Let's do. Less talking, like more do. Um, and at the same time, I feel like, but it's, it's something you have to do though, because, because knowing, (laughs) I don't know if this will help, but like knowing, knowing the person that you are married to and having different like experiences with them can sometimes impact your marital bed. And so if you don't have conversations with them, then it can affect it negatively, right? right? So like this one lady, I think it was like my bridal shower or something. 
she had to be like 70 something, just pulled me to the side and was like, now, honey, I don't care how mad you get at him. Don't ever tell him no. And I was like, like, no, what you mean? (laughs) She was like, don't ever tell him no. And her thing is she's coming from a place of what you won't do, someone else will. And I just never wanted to operate in my marriage like that, you know, like in a fear of, okay, well, if I don't have sex with you, then yeah, you'll go out and you'll have sex with somebody else. Like, no, but um, I have learned that um, there are definite conversations that like, if we're not on the same page for whatever reason, like he may not feel like having sex that night. I'm like, whereas I'm like, no, we're good. We can still, I can be mad at you and still have sex with you. Like, (laughs) um, or also just understanding that your spouse may need something from you that they Mm. can't just move your hand to identify. They have to talk to you about it. So, the reason why I guess sometimes I shy away from it is just not wanting to, not wanting to talk about it. Like just, just be in the moment, just do, you know, but that doesn't yeah, always. But you, you made some very good points. The fact that. <laughs> Dr. Kelly. No, that was such a good point. No, you, you, you really struck a chord when you said that I felt some conviction Coming on right away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Aww. you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. I've got I you. I literally, because there are so many moments, I didn't say this, but a part of the reason that I don't like to talk about sex is I think, why do we need to, right? We just, right. We just do it. Just, just do right. it. As you like talk Nike. About, <laughs> The concept of, um, you know, don't tell your husband no. And she's basically saying what you won't do, someone else will do. We already discussed. That ain't the option. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Translating. She said that ain't an option. (laughs) That's not an option. You can't know what I won't do. Nobody does. So. And but right. also biblically Come on, to your spouse, it you you don't want to actually say no to your spouse. But as you're saying, there are still moments that render you to want to say no. Rather, if that's literally exhaustion, if you find yourself tired all the time, you need to adjust some things that you need to adjust so that you could be partaking with that in your spouse. If you find yourself saying no because you're tired a lot of times, and I have kids, so being tired is a real state. I have definitely felt like a mummy for days. Plural. But that still had to, I still had to push myself to Mm -hmm. figure out what I could change. Or... Hell, just do it tired. <laughs> Usually, you tired. And once it gets going, you like, hey, this ain't so bad. You, you know, get, like you, get a, you get a second win. Like, I got this perfect position. I don't want to move. Like, I am so mm-hmm. tired that I actually want to get this rest more than, but I mean, give it two minutes, just two minutes. You're going to change your mind. You're going to be like, oh, actually. Right. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> your little freaky So before you was married when it said no <laughs> anyway. Oh. Right. What I didn't say that I was trying to say earlier was that I really submitted to the idea of not knowing when I was going to have sex. I had mentioned like uh, serving someone, th- like thinking I was holding on to um, not having sex for the other person. I got off my train of thinking earlier, but when I was talking about um, when I wouldn't have sex, I felt like I was saving myself for a person instead of saving myself for myself. Um, What I Mm -hmm. felt to say Mm -hmm. that I wanted to say at the time was that I actually was 
also submitting to this idea because I'm not in control as a woman of when I get married. Like I don't pop the question. I'm waiting for someone to partner with me and want to be with me, right? Not just anybody, but right. someone. And then if I feel that I found that someone, I still am not in a place to be able to say, all right, we're going to get married. I like this. I think this is what we should do. He has to agree to the extent to ask me. I'm not um, right, right. As a millennial to be proposing to a guy. Um, so I'm not that one. So right. being that, like I'm waiting for somebody to marry me. And I just explained the context of that statement. I felt like I was also having sex because I don't know when I'm going to have sex. Now in marriage, mm. you feel the guarantee of sex. Like, oh, you want to have sex? I'm I'm tired. I'm tired right now. I'll have sex with you in the morning. I'll have sex with you tomorrow. I'll have sex with you later. When before you're trying you to market know. yourself, you're mm-hmm. trying to market yourself as a wife by doing things that you um aren't even a wife. Anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> but um <laughs> You know, marketing the physical aspect as well as the idea of, you know, I don't know where. And and the the availability of that statement feeling more true, what I won't do, someone else will do. I will say that I felt that more outside of marriage than in. I felt like, yeah, he could just dump me and pick up a chick, period. Here, I agree. My my husband are on the same page where I don't know what could happen, but I do not fear that if we don't have sex, he will step out because of that. Right. Um, Right. So those same reasons before that may have rationalized my um, decision to or to not have sex don't render true for me anymore. Now it's like, oh, I'm tired. The kids, you live the same life I live. So you should understand that I'm tired. Um, If you're sick, I think that these are the areas of communication we can have. Also, um, something that I heard that I want to share. I'm going to comment on what you said, and I want to share this really quick. Um, Something that, two things that I heard that inspired me. One was that a wife was sharing with me that another wife says she never tells her husband no. Never. And um, she said, I am never too too tired. I am never too this. I'm never too whatever to Mm -hmm. uh, not intimate with her spouse. And I thought, wow, like that's gold for me because I have told my spouse no before, not frequently, Mm -hmm. but I cannot make that statement. And it just settled with me enough to I want to be able to say something <laughs> dynamic. Right. And right. I almost never. <laughs> 99. <laughs> unless I am popping and dying of the flu or whatever, then that's the only time. <laughs> um, right. That stuck with me as inspiration. <laughs> Another thing that stuck with me is um, how she would say no. Um, a person who is an entrepreneur and she would do, she would be up late and he might try to initiate sex. And what she would share with him is like, oh, baby, I wish I could. I just want to do mm. this to you and do that to you. But I got to get this mm-hmm. in, baby. But you just got wait, to. give me until the morning or give me until tomorrow. And I'm a woo, woo, woo to you. You know, like, don't <laughs> yeah. like nah, no. I'm tired. <laughs> and this had, yeah. this had because I was a person who would be more direct and say, you know, I'm really not in the mood or I'm really, I might say it like soft, but I mm-hmm. wasn't bigging it up like, ooh, yeah, like, yeah, right. Tone is, is everything. When you tell your spouse, no, let me not speak for him. If he tell me no, I be in my feelings. Like, all no, all the way. And like, what you mean? What you mean? You turning me down? Like, it, it right. was something. If he was to what you tell mean? You me don't no, want all of this. Really all of this. Like, all of this. Like, you getting used to it. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, 
Nobody wants to tell no, especially, yeah, we are in a circumstance where if I don't get it from you, I don't get it. You're all I have. So that had really stuck with me that not only if you are just really in a position where you're like, I need to postpone this, <laughs> the way that yeah. you say it could be also yeah. attractive and not leaving them feeling like, damn, she just told me no. Like, you know. <laughs> right. To where they're now they're in their feelings. Um, so it's not just what because you say, it's how you say it. It's how you, you say it. Up. And that's so true. That is so true. You said, ooh, baby, after I turn this, you know, I just finished my master's. After I turn this assignment in, we going to celebrate by whoop-de-woo-woo-woo. <sighs> and you better show up for your appointment. <laughs> you better. You better. Because, you better. um... You better. You don't um, want the word falling flat. Next time you hear it, you're like, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> Exactly. Because you know they're going to say that. You know they're going to say it. Um, Girl, do it one time. Pregnant. Don't falter. Pregnant sex can be different than regular sex. Girl, Mainly because. Is, it can be. <laughs> it can be different. It can be. Like, your body goes through spouses. a whole. Different for both spouses, not just. The woman huh? or the man, but actually it could be different for both. Oh, for sure. Because most men are visual Since you're pregnant, people, I, visual know, creatures. Kids, I've had two kids and my sex life specifically was um, different from both of my kids. I don't know mm-hmm. if the kid brought on different hormones. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, and you know, one was a boy, one was a girl. I don't know if right. that any influence, but how I felt physically was different. Um, mm. And emotionally. Yeah. Um, with my first child, I actually struggled. I would say, and I'm putting myself out there, but I would like to think that somebody in the world may have experienced this mm-hmm. or will, and they'll know that they're not alone. <laughs> right. Um, but um, I lost my libido. I lost my desire to have yeah. sex. So the conversation about telling your spouse no and things like that. Uh-huh. A lot of the things I'm sharing are from that space and time where I had to listen to other wives. Right. Things like I've never told my husband no, so I could feel like, damn, I do. You know, I had <sighs> to feel like I wanted to be a part of that conversation, but right. myself, I wasn't and couldn't be. And then yeah. there was the time where I had to think, okay, well, I was listening to another couple where they said they have a goal of having sex this many times a week. A week, and I yeah. Said, okay, that's a good idea. I don't measure. I don't measure that, but I measure every other part of my life. Right. Um, so maybe I should start measuring. That. Right. At least give myself a goal, you know. But at that time, when I tell you, I had never experienced no libido. But right. I had zero desire to have sex. And it had nothing to do with my spouse. He mm-hmm. was very sweet to me. He was very mm-hmm. He, you know, when I was pregnant, he acted like I was more beautiful than my regular self. And so intimately Mm -hmm. and emotionally, we were doing well there. But physically, I did not feel like myself. Right. And I don't know what it was still to this day. It just didn't resonate in a way that made me want to be close physically. Mm. Did I just I even felt like I didn't really enjoy things at that time and for maybe another year afterward and it took me to really pay attention to like everything what I'm Mm. doing right you know making sure I'm working out drinking water like I really had to push myself to try to quote unquote get back to me right Um, right 
it was just a process and I don't know what kind of broke the cloud, the cast that was over me, but right. it did break and it did come with energy, intentional energy, ginseng. All right. To try to, because honestly, not wanting to have sex didn't feel good to me either. Right. It, I felt strange. Um, while on the flip side with my daughter, I think I had an increased sex drive. Right. Um, I have joked with Rakina plenty of times with specific <laughs> advice of what to do because at that time I just felt like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm ready, ready, mm-hmm. ready, 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 ready. And, and, all the and time, every day, all the time, every day. Right, and, and right. Two different pregnancies, two different experiences, no clue what influence them i haven't researched it to any degree but when you say mm-hmm. sex while pregnant could be different yes and not just for the woman but for the spouse no um is there anything that you've had to personally like push through or has it been really you know not necessarily pushed through in hurdles but maybe you've experienced some closeness some increased intimacy you know some increase basically Um, I mean, for me, the pushing through was just my body physically changing and me already having, you know, like certain insecurities and then feeling like they were magnified because I am pregnant, if that makes any type of sense. So like, um, not necessarily feeling as desirable to my spouse because I look physically different. And because of how, um, how visual he is. Um, so on communication, have you guys communicated about that? Yeah, we have, because have we had to about it. do it earlier rather than later. Mm, um, okay. and like in the, in the moment, because half the time your hormones and, your your internal um, negative thoughts are can be louder than um, reality or can be louder than your spouse's feelings about the matter, right? So having those like if you're if you're having a thought where you're like, man, I don't look pretty anymore like saying it, saying it. Like, I just don't feel because then either your spouse or someone else would be like, you look beautiful or, you know, like you're pregnant, crazy lady. Of course, you're going <laughs> to. That's what Gianna would always say. You're pregnant, crazy lady. Of course, you're going to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, also just like reassuring. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I really did. Because mm-hmm. how does it come off? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And then I more so had a fear, less a fear of weight gain, more fear of of just not um, being physically attracted to my husband, attractive to him, you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. So, but you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, right. And when you get to that point to where, like, I'm extremely independent, but when you can't see your feet... When you yeah. can't <laughs> put your tennis shoes on without huffing and puffing, like yeah. you're gonna need when you can't reach over your head, like you're gonna need that assistance. Um, and then the second thing I would, or third thing, I guess I don't remember, would be to just like give yourself grace and understand that like things are changing. It sounds so cliche, I know, but no, it doesn't. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace the first because. Thing I was period not just when you're pregnant period especially when you're pregnant for sure for sure and then and then four I would say stop um stop it's good and it's great to get advice from other people but don't think that just because this person experienced this that you will experience this too yeah. Like that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And yeah. each each pregnancy is different. Each body is different. Like Megan yeah. said, like she had one experience with her son and one experience with her daughter. Like, yeah. 
And your so experience you, could be still completely different completely. from both of my experiences. Completely. Yeah. We've had some similarities, though. But, um, but you know, and that's okay. That, yeah. <laughs> every situation and every person, you can find a similarity. You just got to, like you're saying, you got to filter someone right. else's experience. What can I take from that? If anything, it might be too big for the filter. No juice. Right. But you might say, hmm, that was a good thing. How can I apply that for me? Which still will look different from right. their situation. Right. So, and that goes for everything that we're talking about. Hopefully, you find a nugget, a gem, and hang on to it. You work for your situation, right? What if it's everything we say ain't gonna work for you, right? But be open to finding what works for you, <laughs> right? And it may be just one part of a full story. It may not be everything, right? Um, right. But one thing that should work for everybody, <laughs> even though it will look different for everybody, is that you do need to communicate. And I'm saying this to myself while I say it to you and mm-hmm. all of our listeners. You do need to communicate around sex um, and intimacy. And I like to separate them because sex is a They're part separate. of intimacy. Right. They're separate, but they are related. Yes. Um, and you need to talk about both and, and even finding out how both of you guys define intimacy, um, what floor play looks like. It really right. when you. My favorite thing that you wear is, my favorite scent on you is. Right. Um, this is my favorite position with you. Um, I love when you do this thing to me. I don't necessarily care for when you do this Come on. thing to me. Come on. So if you want to do less of that, that's fine too. Because <laughs> there are some of those things where, you know, people do have prior experience oftentimes going into marriage. And even if you have none, you still have moves that you might make and you right. think it can apply. Right. And they'll be like, Right. Right. Because sometimes your spouse needs that verbal communication, that nonverbal pushing a hand aside or moving this over here may not be a. a (laughs) (laughs) I tried nonverbal and cues, and a a woman told me, honey, just make it simple and plain. There it is. That's it. That's really and it. Cause right. With my husband. <laughs> I mean, my husband's birthday is the day before your husband's birthday. So <laughs> I'm not oh, saying that they the same, but <laughs> they got some similarities. My husband don't do not do none of that. I need to tell him clearly and kindly. And his right. language is touched. I really wanted to sing in. I could rub his arm and talk. <laughs> right. And um, that's another thing, too. Touch. Touch is a main. Um, it's the, like, highest rated love language for a lot of men. And so, like, even just a simple touch. Right. And like Megan was saying, like, with foreplay, just giving that touch of anywhere on them just hey honey you know that begins your cooking process for what you may do later on that day right so um overall with while we're talking about sex i think that the most important thing for any couple um is to communicate around sex and something that rakina says specifically with sex um while pregnant but i would say for any relationship that you should definitely start communicating about sex early in your relationship and communicate about it. Right. Um, You want to be positive, Mm -hmm. not critical. Right. And we talked about how you communicate, but what we were starting to mention, where. But you were talking about a different kind of where. You were talking about a different kind of where. I'm going to have to um, get a little tips on where. (laughs) 
I'm done but with you. Do you have anything to say about like where is? I like, mean, I think where I don't think for when I don't think during like right before right after is necessarily the best time to go. Right. Um, I don't really care for this. Right. Or, maybe that's right. But sometimes, but sometimes right after could be because you have. You have examples that are clear cut and you both just experienced them and you're both well, in a calm state. For me, only if it's a compliment. Okay. If you that are makes trying sense. to build something right now, like, babe, next time it'll be better if, I don't know, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you like, no. More, like, dang, I was trying to get my gold medal. Right. And, and you, you just, know, over. man. For me, now's not the time. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Like date night or, you know, while we're dressed and I'm not in my most vulnerable state, right? Okay. Um, I get it. I could take a little more. And I'll be honest. Thank God. My husband has never criticized me. I'm, I don't have never criticized him. But at the same time, we do have desires. Of course, of course. Desires that we have expressed. And right. I think that the time to express that isn't always after in that moment. Of course, of course. Agree 100%, 100%. The so where that I was talking way. about yeah. was just Lord, because you're, you're, with, you're with the person, right? And you just want to make sure that you're not so stringent and so rubricy that it's the same location. And I'm not saying that you need to get in a hot air balloon or do something extremely, extremely extravagant, but just but find different location. Want to do a hot no slam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Go find you, you know, a COVID approved hot air balloon company that you know they'll teach you how to do it. So that you don't have to have the person operating it in there with you while you write it down. Um, (laughs) But but having having a um, just not being so stagnant that you're only in one location. That's all I'm going to say. I think that's so easy to do. Oh, my God. Very, very. Thank you for saying that because you speaking to me right now. (laughs) Yeah, we we need to get out. And honestly, again, I'm going back. (laughs) Doing it in the places that because you're not supposed to be doing it, so you were sneaking. Right. And now it's like, oh, we have our bedroom. You know, we have our space and our place. Right. Right. Talk to it. Right. So when you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. We need to switch it up, change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, add a little bit more variety, right? A bit more creative, and it doesn't right. have to be breaking a law anywhere. It but does not. More creative <laughs> and about where or I, in a hot air balloon. Um, because what you one thing that did stick with me, and I promise this will be the last thing I say, is that um, what you did to achieve your marriage. You will need to do more in order to keep your marriage. More. So it's it's not um, everything that you went through (laughs) to get here. There, there is more. There is more required of you. Yeah. No, I love this because we out here just spitting tips real quick, and I'm a, and I'm a, I'm gonna just add, I'm gonna just keep flowing. Go take responsibility for your own pleasure. Hmm, speak a word. And a part of that is most definitely tied to communication. Um, but I was listening to you know I I try to pull from all over the place, so this sounds <laughs> funny, but I was listening. To- and she was talking to her mom and she was saying how her mom taught her about being responsible for your own pleasure and not necessarily leaving that up to another fully the mm-hmm. other person or the right it's like no you, right you know what feels good to you right and um 
I pretty much already have that ingrained in me, but not to a place where I could verbalize it and knew it existed. Um, And I appreciated that because now every single time I have in my mind, oh, I'm going to enjoy this because I can do that. Right. Um, It is like, you know, well, I need this, this, and this, and this in order for this to happen. You know, I didn't submit to those ideas and that just kind of elevated that more in me. Right. Of... I have a whole stake in this on how much I enjoy it. And, you know, I've shared that with you, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're talking about it, like, girl, well, you could do this. You could right. do that. And usually right. he going to play along. What are you doing? What are you doing? You Pineapple. Know, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, just take, take, just take it, for yeah, for sure, for sure. And then I would also say that if you need a, um, if you need somewhere to go to read about it in the Bible, just just go to Song of Solomon. That entire book is just filled with. <laughs> It's it's a very, um, very imagery driven romantic uh, expression of love. Yeah, it's very romantic. Yeah, I love it. Some people be like, "That's in the Bible." It. Yep. It's yes, great. it is. Yeah. We talked about communication. We talked about tone. We talked about location. We talked about um, desires. We talked about. Um, like just getting your own self, knowing your own self. Um, we talked about conviction. We talked about a lot, girl. Um, Mm -hmm. no, I mean, I would say, I would say don't get caught up in the, this is the last person I'm going to have sex with for the rest of my life. Don't get caught up in that. Like, yeah. Moment to moment, day to day. If you have that thought, then that should just make you think, I'm going to have to be real creative. (laughs) No, for real. If if that thought makes you feel like, oh my God, this one person and you take it there, talk back and say, how can I make that interesting? How can I make that fun? When we talked about communication, we talked about love language um we talked about being responsible for your pleasure we Mm -hmm. talked about sex while pregnant we talked about all of these things are because you are going to be with that spouse right forever for the rest of your natural life and so you do need to be considering the how the what the where the when and it's going to take some thought when before you was just probably cool with just it happening and however it happened and great moments were great moments and okay moments were okay moments and that might still transition and convert into your marriage hopefully you don't have that but (laughs) um, (laughs) and I mean even to the persons who have never had sex Exactly. Right. You have They're, to put out an energy period blank. Right. And, and you also have to speak. Well, you also have to speak. You got to talk. That's communication. It's two people, both ways. Mm-hmm. This woman. I mean, you got to <gasps> speak and you got to listen. Mm hmm. Actively. And again, we talked about this before. We talked about active listening. A great way of listening is repeating the person. What I hear you saying is, mm-hmm. and if you hear any writing in between the lines, you need to say that you hear that too, because that person mm-hmm. needs to tell you, you hear me right? Or, no, that's not what I'm saying. Right, right. Because you don't necessarily want to um, pick up something negative that you keep with you surrounding the conversation of sex and intimacy the goal is to grow closer and tighter and know each other better better than anyone else right 
I agree. So. I think that's a great summation right there, Dr. Kelly. Um, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. And it ain't going to be in the topic of sex education, but. I mean, you never know. So until next time. So, we love you guys. We love you guys. We love you guys. We hope that you're having great and awesome sex in your marriage. Here we are. In your marriage, she with- said. In your marriage. (laughs) We are talking about the S word for hopes of it benefiting somebody. We have our conversations surrounding it without getting into much detail about our business, just to encourage, support one another, give each other ideas. Girls do it all the time. We just doing girl talk. Boys do it too. They do. Have a great day. We love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we are Band of E. The information shared in this podcast is a reflection of our experiences and unique testimonies, which includes weaknesses and growing points. We realize that so many times the enemy will try to shame us for our process, when the truth is that our testimony is where our power lies. We are learning and maturing just like you. We are not a substitute for clergy, and any views or opinions represented in this podcast are solely ours or those of our guests. Our opinions are personal and not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Do you have any questions, comments, or discussion for future episodes? Email us at bandofeves at gmail.com. Follow us online at Band of Eves on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe and share with a friend.